Jamee Chardin from Career Gear. Career Gear is one of the few organizations who focus on lifting the men of the community by dressing them for success and mentoring them to be successful in their career and their life goals. This conversation is a game changer and I hope you'll like it. Well, welcome to the show today. I'm so excited to have Jamee Chardin with us today from a great an organization called Career Gear of Greater Houston. So welcome to the show, Jamee. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we're so excited to talk about this. I know we've been involved with you and your organization for quite some time. And I want to just tell me a little bit about Career Gear. How does this organization support the community? Sure, sure. So the motto of Career Gear is really to support men. So men are actually the least served demographic of our population. Population. Houston is very philanthropic, but a lot of those organizations support children, women, cats and dogs. Sometimes our men get left out of, of service and just the service industry in, in general as it relates to nonprofits. And so the mission of Career is to make sure that our men have what they need when they get ready to go out and be that provider for their family. And ultimately, we believe examples in our community through the mm-hmm. power of work. That's really the, the whole mission of, of Career is is empowerment for men and to make sure that as they are getting ready to go out, you know, sometimes we have a tendency to say, oh, they're a man. They'll pull themselves up by their bootstraps and they'll figure it out. And a lot of times we forget that, you know, in certain situations, maybe they didn't have anybody to teach them how to tie those boots. And so we need to make sure that we are, as a society, not forgetting our young males and making sure that they have what they need to go out and, you know, be those examples that we talk about them being in our community. I love that story because you're right. I mean, we do, we hear a lot of stories around men, women, animals, things like that. What made you think about how do we support men in their efforts to be leaders and to be empowered or to pick themselves up by their bootstraps? How did that come about? Sure, sure. So Carico was actually founded back in 1998 by a man named Gary Field. Gary I have become really great, great friends um, through this mission and this journey. But Gary was working, he was from New York, looked out of the window in the high-rise building that he was saw someone digging through the trash. And he said, you know what, there has to be more that I can do to help people than, than what he was doing in that moment. And so he went back to school, got his degree in social work, and he decided that there was a, a niche within the career readiness field specifically working with men. When a man gets ready to go and present himself for a job, how has he been prepared? Who has worked with him? Who has taught him what he needed to know in order to go in and be successful with that interview? As he looked over the social service organizations that were there, there was one that we all know of and are very familiar with, Dress for Success, that does the same type of thing for women, but no one was doing it for men. And so that's really where Gary kind of started this whole vision of, you know, helping men as they are making any transition that has to do with employment in their life. In New York, uh, their program is really focused around a lot of men who are second chance. So those who have been incarcerated and are kind of getting back on their feet after a period of, you know, paying a debt to society, kind of where they started there. Here in Houston, back in 2004, a lady by the name of Christine Poff realized the same thing. So Christine was working with Lone Star College and realized that a lot of the students there were just failing after college and not being able to find jobs. They were going and working jobs versus starting their careers. And as she continued to look at that, she saw a very big gap in the support that we were giving to women, Dress for Success and other organizations, and saw that there was no one helping helping our male. Christine decided that she would take the model that we started in New York, bring it here to Houston, and create career 
career gear Houston. So that was 15, 20, going on 20 years ago now. That Amazing. Vision to, to do career gear here. And um, very humble beginnings, got started and um, just had some really good support from the community in helping our men. And fast forward a little bit in 2013, I just came in as a volunteer. So I have a background in nonprofit development. I did seven years at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, and then left there and started working, just dressing men. Uh, my father is a Vietnam veteran. And when he was over in um, Vietnam and Japan, he had all his suits custom made. And so I've always had a love for men's fashion because I love Saturday, that. <laughs> I would sit with my dad and help him pick out his tie for his suit on Sunday morning for church. I didn't realize how impactful that time I'd spent with my dad had been until I had this opportunity and was realizing that Houston has the second largest veteran population in our country. And I was, you know, one of those who grew up with a father, although he was Vietnam era, he was healthy mentally, emotionally. And that's when I really realized that there's a lot of children, grown children at this point who didn't have that because of what had happened with our Vietnam veterans when they got back home. It was a conversation I had with my dad that said, you know, I need to be doing something more than just, you know, dressing men who are C-level executives that can afford my hourly rate and dressing them. I need to be doing something more. And I sought out to do something like, you know, career gear, not knowing that career gear existed, but was able to connect with Christine, who was I'm still here a little bit. You know, they say the rest is, is history. So that was eight years ago for me. Have changed programming a lot, but really still focus on the core of making sure that our men have what they need when they are transitioning through whatever employment situation uh, they, they're facing at the time. I love the, the, your story. You know, you had a situation with your father who you, you loved and loved you, and, and you had a, an upbringing that made you want to do more for people. And your dad was a part of that. And I, I love that story that when you you had a purpose then, you found a purpose for yourself and to help men because your father was so, you know, was healthy and was able to help you and, and work through that. So what a wonderful purpose that you found. And that's really what this show is about is finding people with a purpose. Uh, people have to have purpose in their life, we believe, so they can help transform others and lead people alongside them to make sure that they had what they need to survive and to thrive, right? It's not just surviving, it's thriving. I I really wanted to ask you a question to describe to me, if you can, what it's like to help a customer who comes to you. What does that look like? Sure, sure. So it can look like a lot of different things, honestly. You know, when I came in in 2013, Career Gear was just serving a general population of men. Um, and what I did was I took all of the results from 2013 and I wanted to get an understanding of who are they, what challenges are they having, what are the barriers that they're personally facing to employment. And so as I looked at the men that we served in 2013, I learned that 46% of them ha- are veteran. They had served our country. And I didn't understand at that point why they were having such a hard time. Again, from my background, father worked for the post office all of his life and retired and there was no issues there. And so I didn't understand you know, who that client was, but I started understanding the plot of our veteran, especially since 9-11, challenges that they're facing as they come back. 30% of the men that we were serving at that time were ex-offenders. And there was beginning to be a very large overlap of ex-offender veteran as well as, you know, just ex-offenders. And so that population was beginning to to lap into our veterans as well. And so that was very concerning in trying to figure out why so many of our veterans were now 
getting labeled with that tag of being an ex-offender. And about 18% of the men we were serving at that time were students. And so maybe never worked a job before and just kind of getting started. And so that's really what our client base looks like. And each one of those demographics, I then took and, and just did a study to understand what their barriers are. And mm-hmm. so our youth, a lot of times they've never worked a job. So it's somebody giving them a, their first chance um, or they don't know how to translate the fact that they're maybe on the football team. They don't know how to translate that into leadership skills that an employer would be looking for on a resume. Sometimes they don't even know what a resume is. You know? <laughs> right, right. And so, yeah, And so we just started really breaking down to understand the barriers that each one of those demographics were facing. Our veteran and our ex-offenders are very institutionalized. They've been in these institutions that have done pretty much everything for them for however long they've been there. And the longer they've been there, the worse their transition really is, that reintegration is because, you know, they're so used to people doing things for them. Right. Or telling them what to do, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we, in in creating program to address those barriers, we really had to be careful that we didn't become a handout. You know, that was one of the big things for me personally was I never want to create a service that's just a handout where we're just giving something to somebody and not teaching them how to do Thing. You know, I have, and my staff knows, you know, I, I, I have a challenge with things like food pantries, you know, because they give away food and, and that's great. You know, people need food, but next week, those same people are going to need food. So you create a dependency where the same people are coming back to get the same service and we're not doing anything to actually get them out of the situation that has them in need of food, right? Mm-hmm. And so we want to be very careful not to create a handout mentality with our programming, but to create a hand up. And so that's really where teaching our clients how to fish came in, teaching them how to go out. So we're not going to go out and find you a job. We're going to teach you how to do that for yourself. We're going to make sure that you have all the tools that you need in order to present yourself professionally. We're going to make sure that you're dressed appropriately, obviously career gear, but we're also going to make sure that when you open your mouth and you uh, get asked a question, <laughs> uh, you're able to answer that question in a way that's going to be satisfactory to the employer that you are, you know, that you're dating. That you're... And so we created all of our programming kind of centered around what it looks like for each one of those demographics to now go out and find a job. And then we have to make sure that in social services, we're not crippling people or creating dependencies, uh, but we're actually creating one who can teach the next one to do the same thing. You know, just, it's, you know, career gear sounds like suits and clothing, but you do more than that. You, you talk about how to, to write a resume, how to do an interview, how to help yourself and then help them pay it forward to the next people that may be having that same need. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's really how we address issues and make sure that we can create people who are moving forward. If I just give you what you need, but I don't teach you anything, uh-huh. then I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm going to constantly be needed, right? And I think the goal with any nonprofit should be to provide programming where you are no longer needed to provide whatever that thing is that you were providing. You know, we should be constantly kind of working ourselves out of a job, if you will, (laughs) and and doing it with excellence. And I think that's really that goal. And I know it's a different mindset because, you you know, you say most people don't want to go out of quote unquote business. Um, but we should be doing things on a level where the need is is lessened because over time we've taught other people how to teach their people to do the same thing. You have a story about someone who went through your program, I call it a program for lack of better, and that they went all the way through and now is paying it back? Yeah, sure. So there's there's so many. There really are so many stories. That's something that we've been so blessed with. You know, when you genuinely have a heart to help 
people appreciate what you've done for them and they will come back and they will share, you know, where they are. And there's one that just kind of came to me. There's a, a client who came through, and this is probably about four years ago. When he came into career gear, you know, he was an ex-offender looking for employment. And, you know, we just gave him basic, the, the basic service that we would do. You know, we we helped him develop his resume. We did some interview coaching with him. We got him dressed in a, a professional suit. And I remember, you know, getting him dressed. I was personally working with him and, you know, kind of walked away and came back and you could tell he had been crying. And I, it's kind of my first time for with somebody who, you know, just emotionally, <laughs> I kind of lost it, especially, you know, working with men. And, uh, you know, I just kind of stepped away for a moment because I needed a moment at that moment and came back. And and he just said, you know, I'm just so thankful that you guys are here to help me in this situation. He's like, you know, I've made bad decisions. I've made bad choices and my family suffered for it. But he's like, I'm so focused on not being that person that I was. And he said, when I looked at myself in the mirror, dressed in this suit, I didn't see that same person that I've seen for the last 30 years in my life. And it's that moment that so many of our clients have when they see themselves differently. And we like, I like to call it the power of a suit transforms the way people see themselves. And so that client, you know, left from here, we typically follow up with a couple of weeks after they've been here to how they're doing. They need more interview coaching if they've been on interviews, so on and so forth. You know, we will we'll go on and we kind of uh, over time, you know, we've kind of done our piece and we'll lose contact with the client. And this particular client came back into career gear about a year after um, he had been here and you know, sometimes for us, honestly, the coming back thing, we're like, okay, wait, we've helped you. Like, what went wrong? <laughs> Why are you back here? <laughs> Why are you here? Clients say, well, y'all aren't treating me the same way you treated me the first time. It's like, yeah, you know, the first time you come in, we're helping and we're, you know, really focused on this. The second time we're like, okay, you either didn't follow something or, you know, well, what's the situation? Because, you know, we realize sometimes there may be an underlying problem or underlying barrier that mm-hmm. is keeping that client from getting what they need to get to. And some, exactly. so sometimes if you're not ready for career gear services, they may need to go to drug rehab. They may need to, you know, go and be put in some type of, you know, emotional stability, uh, depending on what, they, what they've been through and what they've gone through. And so we always want to make sure that we're actually giving them what they need, not just checking off a list of services when they're coming in and thank us for what we had done for him. And he talked about, you know, starting on his job and within the first 90 days, you know, kind of having like an opportunity for a promotion. And we had taught, that's one of the things that we teach them is, you know, you're going to start here, but how do you get to the next level? So yeah. our sustainability coaches work with them on career development. And because of, of all of that training that we had done, he was able to go from that entry level position within 90 days, have a, have a first opportunity for promotion, go in, interview, get that promotion. Within six months, he said he was making twice as much as what he had been hired to make there and didn't stop there. And that's where this for me is like, because of what we put in that man, he was able to go from that position to being over all of those men that were coming in that were just like him within a year. Right. And it's just that drive. It's just that drive that he established. He was back with his wife, back being a father for his children. And he just came in to write us a, a check and tell us thank you for That's what we amazing. did. Never forget what we had done for him and helping him just restart his life, get back up on his feet. And, and, and even to the point where we didn't have to worry about him. Those are his words. Y'all don't have to worry about me. I'm <laughs> I got this. Be the, yeah. 
I'm going to go and continue to do what you taught me to do and be who I need to be for my family. And, and, and if you guys hadn't done what you did for me and hadn't been here, that wouldn't happen. That's one of many. You know, when I hear you speak about that and I can hear the tone in your voice and, and the way it touched your heart to help that person and help those uh, others that may come before and after those people. I think one of the things I'm learning from you, Jamee, the most is that you have to want to be helped as well. You provide mm-hmm. a tool, but you got to mm-hmm. want to be helped. And I think that's a part of a growth pattern that a lot of people are, are really interested in seeing. Career Gear Houston has served over 40,000 career seekers since 2004 by offering free holistic services like interview coaching, resume development, and professional attire. We are empowering men, male youth, military veterans, and ex-offenders to economic independence through gainful employment. To volunteer or make a donation, visit our website at careergearhouston.org. Career Gear Houston, it's more than just a suit, it's a game changer. How do people know about Career Gear? How do they help Career Gear with what you need? How can people become involved? Sure. So we've actually set up a system of basic referral system. And so we have organizations that connect with us who are all social service organizations in the community. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they'll have an individual that comes into them and is looking for a career readiness. And so we strategically partner with organizations who won't have the bandwidth to do the one on one service model that we provide. Um, And so those organizations will refer clients to us. And as they make those referrals, and and you have to be referred. So we we don't take just someone who walks in off the street and says, hey, I need help. We we really work on that referral-based system. The other way a client may get to us is coming through specifically through any of our demographic programs. And typically you're, you're referred to those programs as well. Right. Um, so if it's a veteran, they may be referred by the VA and um, the VA will connect with our program um, coordinator and say, hey, you know, I have this veteran who's just getting out of the military and they need help with finding employment. And they'll start with us kind of in a reintegration program that we call Mission Possible. And so we're able to really have a wide reach. Um, back in 2019, we served over 3000 clients. Um, Amazing. And, and again, yeah. Absolutely. And that was that was the biggest year I've had here so far. If they're really in need, they'll reach out. And, and that's really kind of where we step in. Sometimes, you know, we will get somebody that gets to our front door and, and we have kind of a little, we'll start with, you know, what type of employment are you looking for? Mm-hmm. And if a client can't answer that question, typically they're not ready for our services. Okay. And so, and at that point in time, we'll say, hey, you know what, go back to the person that referred you. You guys need to have a little bit more conversation about, you know, what career is, who we are, and how we're going to actually be able to partner with you and help you. But if a client doesn't have any type of, if they're like, oh, they're just so job hungry or so job desperate, a lot of times they're not in the right mindset to be ready to actually go find a job. And so we'll, we'll kind of dial back a little bit there and then just continue to reach out to other organizations. You know, we partner with all the colleges, the junior colleges, you know, workforce solutions. We partner with churches, anyone who has a program to help people get on their feet as it relates to employment, we will partner with them. And really we like to say is through those partnerships, we provide holistic services. So like a workforce solutions, for example, they don't have the bandwidth to make 
maybe sit down and do resume development or do interview coaching one-on-one. So that's where we'll step in and and we kind of become a bridge for their services to make sure that they're getting what they need. That's amazing to me that uh, you have those different points and how it comes to you. It's not just, I walk in, I need a suit help me get that done. So how, how you look at that holistically, how can anyone listening to this podcast help career girl? How do they help you with what you need? Sure. So one of the big things that the community does is the community donates to us. So we take in donations of gently used men's professional attire and casual attire. You know, sometimes we have clients that are getting a job and maybe they're working out in an oil field and they need jeans and still toe boots. Sometimes they need fire gear. And so we're able to provide them what they need through a community that supports our mission. Other ways to support, you know, we have a executive board of directors and those who are in our community that want to be a part of leadership can definitely become a part of our board. One of the things I love about our board is it's tangible work. So it's not, you know, so big or so much that you're not able to see the the difference that you're making. This is this is really bottom level tangible services that we're able to provide to our clients. And then from the board perspective, you're able to influence. That's a, a really great and awesome way that leaders can partner with our mission. Another way is we have a group of volunteers that work with their clients. And so our career coaches are very instrumental in in the success of the stories of every one of our clients. Uh-huh. And as our coaches come on board and we take them through kind of coaching 101, you don't have to have any, you know, certifications or anything with, with, with becoming a coach. These men and women who partner with us on our coaching staff, they really are just providing empowerment through their personal experience and their personal stories. And so we will have, have men who are retired. Um, we have those who may just be coming in, you know, just want to have a way to give back, just trying to find a way to give back to other people in our community. Um, and so being a part of our coaching is is definitely a way that people can even, you know, from home impact the lives of, of our clients and work with our mission. So right now we're, you know, we started doing coaching from home with, with COVID. And so um, being able to do that through Zoom has been been amazing. And it's something that we'll definitely continue to do, you know, as we move forward before our coaching was, it was in person here. And, you know, a couple of our coaches are, are ready to get back to being in person <laughs> and, you know, just having that touch and that connection with our clients, but doing it on Zoom is definitely acceptable. We'll continue to do that. And so, you know, supporting our, our mission monetarily is obviously something every nonprofit needs. Created some other ways that you can do that. We have, you know, programmatic sponsorships and the standard kind of ways that you support. But uh, something very special that one of our board members created is our Champions of Freedom membership. These Champions of Freedom are members, are people who join as a member and they sponsor a veteran through our Mission Possible program. And they do that through a $19 a month membership. And they receive a thank you card from the veteran that they sponsor through. Uh, We do a luncheon every year to kind of give our members an update on where we are as far as Mission Possible, how many veterans have gone through. We always have veterans at that luncheon that they're able to talk to and connect with. And so it's something very special. It's a very special, tangible way of supporting and having a touch specifically with our with our veteran or military men and women who have defended the freedoms that we enjoy every day. And so it's a very special way to be able to monetarily impact the mission. That's wonderful. And, then, and what's that called again, Jamea? I want to make sure I got that right. It's, it's called the Champions of Freedom. Okay. And 
Yeah, Champions of Freedom. There's information on it on our website. Our luncheon is actually coming up November the 12th, the Junior League of Greater Houston for all of our members. And then anyone else who wants to join or may want to become a sponsor for the luncheon as well, we'll have all the information up on our website under events, but we'll have that coming up here in the next couple of months. We're really looking forward to it. You know, with COVID last year, we weren't able to do right, right. that luncheon. And it's always a very special time as we have veterans who have gone through the program there to share their story. And I think, you know, I think this year, especially with everything that's going on, it's going to be even more impactful. Yeah, wonderful. I, I love hearing your story. I Reading your resume, Jermaine, it's like you graduated from the Art Institute and you're and you helped your dad dress and you're involved with your career gear. You had an interesting way of getting there. And it's obvious when I just listened to you that you found a purpose and you found a way that, you know, you can make a difference and you can walk alongside people to help them make a difference. I think that's an amazing journey for you and, and for people who want to become more involved with that. I love the way you spoke about a hand up, not a hand mm-hmm. out. And yeah. I think that's really important for everyone. And I, I actually love the way you said, listen, all nonprofits should try to be out of business. And that should be our goal is that we don't need to serve anymore, right? In any capacity. Yeah. So I, I love that kind of that philosophy that you have about that. What's next for Career Gear? What plans do you have for Career Gear going forward? Sure. You know, post-COVID, we are still, you know, figuring things out. And I say post-COVID, but, you know, people keep saying post-COVID. And it's like, what is <laughs> Because it's obviously still with us. And, right. and I, think, I think it will be. I think right now, if we can just get back to some sort of, and I use this word, normalcy, very loosely that, you know, before COVID, we were serving 20 guys a day. Since then, obviously that's dwindled a lot and rightfully so. But we know that as the world starts to open back up again, there will be a huge need in our community for those who lost employment due to COVID and are trying to get back out there. And so we just want to make sure that we're ready. You know, we want to make sure that we are up to capacity as far as our staff funding um, being, being very important, obviously, to getting us there. And we want to make sure that we can provide those services to our clients. Just before, well, early 2020, we had launched a new program, our Skill Up Incubator, in partnership with Reliant Energy. And that program was set to help our men develop what we call wage earning skills. So sometimes... You know, you're, you're trying to get a certain type of job, but you may not have the skill set that you really need in order to be successful in getting that job. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to find skills that we could teach in a no more than six week setting that would allow a client to make living wages. So not a job where you're getting paid $10 an hour, but a living wages where you're getting 15 or more. Right. And so we created our skill up incubator. We started with IT programming and we'd gotten through the first cohort of that just um, before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And so we want to get that program back up and, and always being realistic with what the need is in our community right now. And so before COVID, there was a need for IT professionals. You know, we would think now that that need has grown. And there's more need for IT professionals, more people working from home using technology. We're going to continue as we move forward to find skill sets that our client can develop that will help them with earning wages that they can support their families with. Um, that's that's really been been our focus for the last month. Well, again, before COVID, but 
three years now. That's really been our focus. And, you know, again, that ties into the career readiness piece. You know, are you ready to go work this type of job? Do you have the skill sets? Do you have the certifications that you need in order to uh-huh. do that? That's wonderful. Well, Jamea, I really enjoy speaking with you. I mean, you, you're Stavi. She has such a passion for this. We're very proud of Veritex to also be involved with this organization. It's such a great organization. I love your passion for it. I'm, I'm thankful for the start of it. And we you know, we want to support you, but we also want to support those who are trying to give back and help people thrive in their life and really grow. So thank you for all of that. That is something that Veritex has done with us so strategically. And, and we really appreciate the strategic partnerships, you know, where there's thought put into how an organization partners with our mission. And that's something that Veritex has done from day one, coming on as a sponsor for our Champions of Freedom luncheon, and then continuing to sponsor through other partnership avenues with uh, other partnership grants that have supported the work that we're doing right now. Again, that's so tangible and that's so holistic. And that's why I value the partnership that we have with you guys. You know, we believe that partnerships have to have uh, two ways, right? They can't <laughs> see the organization receiving the whole time. But, you know, we've talked about and we've looked at doing things like financial literacy for our clients and mm-hmm. you guys being such a big partner in making sure that people have holistic, positive. Right. Life. That's really, really huge. And so we appreciate this partnership so much. Well, thank you so much, Jamee. It's really great speaking with you, and we wish nothing but great success for Career Girl in the future, and thank you for all you do and all that your team does. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate your partnership as well, and we'll continue to make positive impact on the lives of men in our communities, knowing that when our men work, our families are thriving, and that's what we all want. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.